0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Tonight's message is called, Don't Take My Word For It. Don't Take My Word For It. Matthew 16, 15 to 16 says this, Jesus has asked his disciples a question. But what about you? He said, Who do you say I am? Now before this, Jesus had asked, what does everyone else say that I am? And they go, well, some people say you're this guy and some people say you're this guy reincarnated and some people say you're this guy and some people say you're just a prophet and they go through what some people have said about Jesus and then Jesus says, yeah, that's good. People can say what they want, but who do you say I am? We have a lot of people saying Some say this, some say that about our God. Have you realized lately? Like some people think God's evil. Some people think God's outdated. Some people think that God is a bigot, a narcissist. Some people think that God is irrelevant to society. I haven't made them up. They're just what people in the world think. And we could get to a place where we go, well, God, some people say that you're a bigot. Or some people say that you're angry or that you're terrifying. And, and our experience would tell us otherwise. Our experience wouldn't be capable to inhabit that thought because we have had a different experience. So when God asked, when Jesus asked Peter, Peter knows who Jesus is. He's happy to say, well, some people say this, some people say this, some people say this. But Jesus he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. God says, well, blessed are you because heaven has revealed this to you. See, the thing about it is that we can get so used to living in a world where we hear some say, like, have you ever heard gossip about somebody and you knew the truth? Yeah? Yeah? Have you ever heard somebody talking about somebody else and you knew the truth of the situation and you knew that you could bring in because you have a relationship with that person, the other person didn't have a relationship and so you were able to correct what was being said. It didn't change what you, what you without hearing that gossip about that person did not change your idea of that person because you know them and you have a relationship with them. You see, in life, unless we have relationship with God, It's only a matter of time until we hear something that sounds a little bit more convincing than what we've heard from somebody else about God. And see, we can get so caught up in the world that we live in, living on recycled revelation. See, we can listen to revelation all day long. Right now, this is a recycled revelation. This is a revelation that I sat down, I was reading the Bible. God, I opened it up, I asked God and He brought something to me for us tonight, which is great. But if this is the extent of our relationship with God is listening to a message on Sunday, then it's only a matter of time until somebody else starts saying something even louder and we start to make all these things. Well, some say this, some say that and doubt sets in. But when we know and when we have personal experience and relationship with God, it changes everything. Because like Peter, we can say, God, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care how convincing that Instagram story is. I don't care how convincing that YouTube guy, conspiracy theorist about God and everything Jesus says he is. I know what I know about God. And that's a vulnerable place to get to church when we go, I can't live on recycled revelation. You can't live on the recycled revelation of your Stephen Furtick's, your Judah Smith's, Erwin McManus or Hillsong United or your favorite book about God. They're great and they have a purpose and they inspire us towards God, but they are not the relationship with God. Only a relationship will stand the test of time. Only a relationship will stand the test of trials and suffering. Only a relationship will leave you unable to go for anything else because you have had a personal experience with our God. See, we have a major thing this day and age with a middleman. We have what I like to call middleman syndrome. Have you ever tried to do something or order something, but you had to go through some other company to get what you wanted, and then it just cost you more time, it cost you more finances, all these things? See, as a generation, as, as a world right now, we have a problem with the middleman syndrome, where we can listen to so many messages. I can listen to a message right now on my phone, I could look up. a a commentary, a blog, and read that, somebody else's revelation. And I can feel great about that, and that's good. But if that's the extent of my relationship with God, is just recycling somebody else's revelation into my heart and hoping that gets me through, then that's not enough. Unless I pick up his word, unless I position my heart in worship, I don't need to go to all the conferences I don't need to follow, you know, all the great speakers. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I listen to podcasts, I listen to uh, albums and stuff like that. But what I am saying is that it can't be the extent. There's a difference between revelation and relationship. Revelation's just the freshness of God, what He's speaking to us. But a relationship, that's the place of vulnerability. And that's the place where we need to get to. I remember when I was younger. And I don't know why I'm bringing this story up, but it sort of works so well with what I'm trying to say. And I'll bring it up, and I hope you don't have a weak stomach because it's a little bit gross. But what happens was I was about seven years old. My older brother Jacob was home at the time. Mum was on the phone to a friend. And I remember we had a bull mastiff. Who, had, who knows what a bull mastiff is? Bull mastiff's a big dog, slobbery, big. And she was called Zena, the princess warrior, as we like to say. And Zena did the biggest waste pies ever. Like, they were ginormous. They were huge. I don't know if it was just because I was young, but when Zena had to go, she had to go. And one time I remember looking out the back, and I saw Zena had just gone on our concrete, and it was my job or my brother's job to pick up after the dog had went. And in this moment, something struck over me that was a divine call, I think, a divine strategy. If you know my brother, he, was, he made me suffer sometimes. And in this moment, I have this, this thought, and it was a crazy thought, a thought that wouldn't be possible, a thought that wouldn't work, and I decided to take it anyway. I got a cup, and I, and I went to my brother, and I said, Mom has told you, and I said it confidently, I'm really young, but Mom has told you to pick up Zena's waste with this cup. And Jacob looked at me and he says, no, she didn't. And I said, "Mum told you. I'm like, I'm gonna play the mum card right now. She's like, no, she didn't. I'm gonna go ask her myself. He wasn't gonna go pick up this without the authority being there. Like he can say, you can tell me whatever you want, Dan. I don't believe you, it doesn't line up. Anyway, mom's on the phone. (laughs) perfect timing. And my mum's not great with details sometimes, and this detail escaped her. And my brother knocks on the door, and mum's on the phone, and he's like, mum, did you tell Daniel to tell me to pick up Zena's waist in a cup? And mum's like, yes, just go away, it's all good. It's like... Now, if you know my brother, it's, he's talking. It's very normal for Jacob to be talking. So Give her her some slack. Anyway, she said yes. And I remember looking at Jacob thinking, this is the best day ever. And he's literally looked at me like, and he's walked down and I watched the whole thing from the veranda and we threw out the cup, don't worry, afterwards. And to this day, it's probably one of the best things that ideas that I've had in my mind. There was no way, unless mum told Jacob so, that he was gonna pick up the waste. There was absolutely no way, no chance. You see, there are only some things that God can talk to us about. I can't talk to you about everything in your life. Pastor Byron can't talk to us and guide us around, Pastor Ann can't, the speaker on YouTube can't, the book can't. There's only some things that God has the authority to speak into. A revelation's great, but relationship, that's where the hard work is done. Unless Jacob heard mum, he wasn't, and thankfully God's not like mum, just be like, get us to do nothing. But there's only some things, church, that God gets the authority to speak to us about, that he has the authority to change in us and say that doesn't belong there. See, He knows us from the inside out. He knows what's on our minds. He knows what we're walking through. He knows that sin that we've been walking through. And only He has the ability to touch those places in our life. Revelation, that can only do so much, especially recycled revelation. But if it's your revelation, if it's your relationship, that changes everything. See, we like having a Savior, but when it comes to Him being Lord, that's where it gets tough. Like we all love the fact that Jesus died, gave his life so that we could have life, that we could have open direct access with him. We love that. Forgiveness and grace and mercy, that's fantastic. But when it actually comes down to the point where God's saying, well, let's, 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 let's change some things. Let's work together and let's shift this. Let's move that sucker out of your life. Let's let's start to do this, and let's start this routine, and let's commit to doing this. That's when revelation, recycled revelation won't get you that far. That's when only relationship and a love for God will cause you to exercise faith. See, Israel is in a place, and we're about to pick up in Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 to 21, you can turn there. But Israel's is in a place where God has been the Savior. They've escaped Egypt. They're not in slavery anymore. They've they've seen the miracles of God. They've walked through the Red Sea. They've done all of these incredible things with God. He has saved them. He hasn't asked anything of them. He didn't say, well, you you need to do this and this and this for me to do anything. No, no, no. He's just saying, I'm just willing to be your Savior. that's what he says to us. That's what happened to us. We didn't do it. We can't do anything to earn God's grace. We can't do anything to earn his mercy. We can't do anything to earn the title as a son and daughter of God. But the people of Israel are in a place where they're camping at the bottom of Mount Sinai. And Moses is going up. Give me the revelation, God. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Coming down, presenting to the people, and then he will go back up. Up to the top, get the revelation. Thank you, Lord. This is a good one today, church. Presents to the people. And then God says, go back down and get Aaron, which is Moses' sidekick, the the robin to his Batman. He said, "Go go down and get Aaron. And the Bible says that when God, when Moses goes down to get Aaron, God starts to speak which is interesting because this is the first time that we know of that God speaks to the group of three million people collectively. This is an exciting moment, you would think. This is a moment that the people had never experienced. They served multiple gods in Egypt. They sacrificed to multiple gods who did absolutely nothing for them for 400 years. And they now have been miraculously saved. Their enemy is crushed beneath the waves of an ocean they just walked through. And that God has now come down from that mountain and his presence is speaking to everyone. But this is the reaction. Listen to this, Exodus 20. When the people saw the thunder and lightning, heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. If you go to Deuteronomy, it talks about how God's presence spoke to the people, and Moses goes on to say, don't forget what you've heard today. And of course, they go on to forget it, because they didn't want relationship. They just wanted the revelation to be fed. Feed us the revelation, Moses. Don't let God actually speak to us. Do you know what God spoke to them? He spoke the Ten Commandments. When God speaks to us sometimes, when he actually wants to speak into our life, sometimes it's a challenge. Sometimes it's convicting. Sometimes it requires change. And I know the 10 commandments, Like there's things like do not steal, do not kill, do not envy what your neighbor has. Do not serve any other gods. Make sure I'm the only God that you serve. All of these things, God starts to speak to the nation. It's the first time they've heard And they go, nah. First God that's ever spoken to them. First God that's ever done anything for them. He is the first God, capital G, that they've ever served. And they go, nah, we just want revelation, Moses, don't give up. We can be inspired by pastors and preachers and books and worship albums all we like, And we can get a bit like that with God and our relationship. Just give us revelation. We don't actually want to change anything. Give us revelation. We don't actually, it hurts. It's vulnerable. We don't like this. We don't like that he gave us 10 convictions, I like to call them, to live by. We don't like that he's offering relationship with us. We don't really want relationship with God. We just want revelation fed to us. We want our needs provided for. We want to come to a comfortable place, make sure we get led by Moses. And you know why we want to be led? You know why we want the middleman. They're basically saying to Moses, we want you to be the middleman between us and God, when God's intention was just to speak to everyone. But we said, we need you, we need Moses, we need to hear the revelation from him. We don't want relationship, do you know why? Because there's no compromise when you've heard it firsthand. Like when you, have a rev- when you have a revelation and it becomes recycled, it can sound good and you can go, yeah, that's great, great revelation for you, Dan. It's a good revelation. But it's not gonna change anything in my life because I didn't get spoken to about it. Huh. But when you have no middleman and you actually have a relationship with God, that's a place where there's no ability to blame anybody else. And that's scary for us because we live in an age where we wanna blame everyone and everything, God's offended me. No, God didn't offend you, you just got offended by somebody, if you knew God, you would know that that's not God, if you knew God, you would know that that person isn't God, he doesn't represent God, she doesn't represent God, but we want the ability to blame somebody, we want it to be comfortable. We want the compromise, if I can have the band back. But when we have an experience with God, when we actually have relationship with God, when we actually say, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change these things, I'm gonna be convicted, I'm gonna allow conviction in here, I'm gonna get vulnerable with God, that's when relationship starts. It's not. You can be a Christian for 30 years, and still not be in relationship with God. Like God was offering relationship with everyone there that day, and they were still God's people, but they weren't in relationship. There was only one man, and my question for us today is, who are you in the story? Says the people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. We want distance sometimes because to close the gap means that we might need to actually change some things. See, I love the fact that Moses approached the darkness only to be revealed to the light. And sometimes it feels like you need to go to the dark place in order to step into the light that God has. You need to go into that darkness and bring it back towards him so that he can light up that space in our life. And I love the fact that God had the ability and he opened up the invitation, anybody can come. I'll speak to anybody, I'll be in relationship with anybody, anybody can be my people. I love that he actually gave us that choice and he gives us that choice even today. Like the presence of God is everywhere but doesn't mean we're aware of it. It doesn't mean it's tangible for us, like The presence of God is here in this moment and we can walk in and walk out and not actually have felt the presence of God. And so I guess my question for us is today, don't just take my word for it. Don't just take the pastors that you hear about word for it. We hear about the faithfulness of God. Just be in relationship with God and you'll find He is faithful. You'll find that He's a healer whether you see it or you don't right now, you'll find that here's your resource. You'll find that here's the the beginning and the end because there's not enough church just to simply hear it. It's not enough because there's a world out there that's shouting and they're getting louder and louder. And if we listen to what we hear, it's only a matter of time until somebody says something that makes a little bit more sense. But if we have personal relationships, It will guide us, it will protect us, and it will direct us into the destiny of God. Let's not keep God at a distance. He does not deserve that church. He does not deserve the same God that saved those Israelites, walked them through the Red Sea. It's the same God that walked you through your Red Sea. You just haven't realised it maybe. Same God that chose you, that destined you. Same God that wants to speak into your life. Same God that wants to convict and direct and move you. That's our God and we have a choice whether we go not Pastor Byron can speak every week. I'm happy just to receive that revelation from him. Feel that chair. That's fine with me. You can do that. Or you can say, nah, I'll get the recycled revelation. I'll hear the Word and I'll agree with it. I'll let it inspire me. But I'm going to get serious with my relationship with God. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, it doesn't matter where we've been, what we've done, we can approach God's grace with confidence today. Like K.A. so perfectly said, he knows that we're human and that's the part that he loves about us. He knows that we're human, and that's actually the part that he loves about us. But I wonder what would happen tonight if we said in this moment, God, convict me. Those things, whatever, whatever you need to just speak into right now, I'm giving you the ability. The availability of my heart is open. Don't wanna just hear this revelation. Don't take it from me tonight. Don't take my word for it. My word is a word that fails. My word is a word that's limited. My word is a word that is in season and out of season. My word is fallible, but God's word, God's word is true. God's word is sure. God's word is the rock. God's word is a sure foundation. God's word never fails. People fail everywhere, but God, He never fails. God is the the salvation of humanity. He is the hope of the earth. He is the light of the world. He is the light in the darkness, the hope in the dead place. He's the good report. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning, the end. He's the start and the finish. But don't take my word for it. Have the revelation, but also have a relationship, church. I'd just like to pray in this moment. Why don't we all stand? I just want to pray in this moment. If this is you, you can raise your hands if you feel like it and just open up to God. But Father God, we come to you right now as a people and we ask, Father, that you would speak to us afresh. God, speak into the situation tonight that nobody knows about. Speak into that place that we've secluded, Lord. Speak into that place that we've kept secret. Speak into that place that needs direction and conviction and help us to realign to you. Father God, help us not to be people who just want revelation, just want a saviour. But Lord, help us to be people who say, God, we want relationship and we want You to be our Lord and saviour. Help us to be sure in our belief. Help us not to sway this way or that way. Help us not to have just heard about a good God. Help us to have experienced a God who is living and breathing today. So Father God, convict us. What do we need to do? What do you want to take? What do you want to give us? What do you want to talk to us about in this moment, Father God? Because only you really have the authority to do that. So speak. Holy Spirit, speak in this place. For every person who has an open heart and ears to hear, Lord, let them hear the word of the Lord. anybody in the room tonight I want to just give this opportunity to you and everyone's eyes are still closed but this is an important moment I believe there's people in the room who maybe you've never experienced church maybe this is your first time or maybe you have this is the first time in a long time or maybe you just feel to recommit your life in this moment I want to give you an opportunity and I believe there are people in the room tonight and I believe that if you just raise your hand I'll see it you can put it back down but We just want to meet with you after the service. We want to explain what living a life for Christ looks like. So is there anybody here? Just raise your hand. I'll see it. One more time. I'm happy to wait. But if there is anybody, raise your hand. Put it up nice and high for me. I'll see it and you can put it back down. brilliant. Well, church, I hope this word encourages you. I hope it reminds us that we have a God of relationship, not just revelation. And He wants to speak to you today, and He wants to speak to us today. Let's give Him the availability, and let's get a word from God in this season. Amen? Brilliant.